What's happening, you delicious human people out there? Welcome to the First Step Theology Podcast, where we discuss our glorious God so that we might love and enjoy Him in a greater way. My name's Joel, and this is a resource of Gospel Life Church Adelaide. And uh, hey, we hope this is edifying and encouraging for you, um, irrespective of where you come from. And so if you have found us by some other means, then we are glad that you're here. I'm here with my very favoritist intern, Luke Rasmussen. How are you, mate? Uh, so happy to just be here to just to serve the people and not <laughs> seek my own glory. Reverend, uh, sorry, what's the, what I have to call you? Most holy and reverend, Joel. Oh, yes, sure. That, that's <laughs> You can uh, have that piece of paper back. Where you <laughs> yeah, just scripted <laughs> your response there. <laughs> yeah. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. really good. Great. Yeah, I'm excited to be talking about this topic today because we've uh, we've started a little bit of a series mm. on the church. So last week it was kind of a bit of an intro, really, wasn't it? Yeah, big intro that uh, got out of hand. <laughs> got well out of hand. We had about yeah. 20 minutes of content written down and it got out of hand. Yeah, it's uh, you, you know when you get to the stage of like someone like you. Really, the danger point is when you both start ranting. Mm. If one person's ranting, we're good. Mm. But if you both start ranting. Game over. Game over. Podcast is going for ages. It's like a runaway train. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's going down that hill. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick thought. Yeah. Where's this term runaway train come from? Because I feel like it's a term old enough. Yeah, true. That to be in like the coal train era, right? Which trains are fueled yep. by someone putting f- fuel in them, coal. Yeah. Yep. Someone has to be shoveling that thing to run away. Yeah. So it's not like upon its own volition, the train is like accelerated, just got <laughs> stuck and now it's and running away. Yeah. yeah. Don't most of them have like dead man switches as well? Like hasn't dead man switch been a thing forever? Or is, or as is in the big like, lever. Yeah. That like has to be on at all times. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we're talking in a railroad space that we are not <laughs> equipped for. <laughs> we need to call a train spotter. Yeah. That's a good ad option actually. Train spotters. Train spotters. They're a special breed of people. Aren't they? <laughs> and I bird spotters, actually. I, Let I me actually, make note of that. <laughs> I met a dude the other day who was a train spotter. He was on a, because we've got a train, a freight train, mm. and the regular train that's nearish to our house. Mm. And uh, I was out for a walk, and he was standing on the bridge waiting with high anticipation for the freight train to come past because right. there was something. To watch the train. Yeah, but it was something special about the freight train that day. Okay. Don't know what it was. But boy, oh boy, yeah. was he excited about yeah. it. Did he do his hair for it? Pr- yeah, well, yeah. I think he'd kind of come out of his grandma's basement and laughing <laughs> 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 life. That, there you now, go. Just, if you love trains, please, I do not think <laughs> that you, This guy particularly just gave off those vibes. Right. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Judgmental Luke's here today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, good on you. Well, speaking of old people, um, <laughs> we were talking today about yes, we were indeed. Um, your mother, who would be your children's grandparents. I love my mum. And the um, the atmosphere that she would bring into a restaurant <laughs> yeah. uh, for you growing up that you just expected was normal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny when you grow up and you get married and stuff like that, you think, like what you think is normal. Yeah, like based upon how your family yeah. did things. Perfect yep. example of this is, right, my wife, mm. when we were, I was at her house, we weren't married at this point, but we're well and truly heading in that direction. Anyway, <laughs> like she's- Like a runaway train. Like a runaway, that train was well and truly running. Yeah. Um, she was cutting up, well, she was making a salad. Yeah. And she's got a, um, oh, I think we, we've, spo- we've spoken about this. Not on the podcast, we haven't. Oh, 
Yeah, so she was she was preparing cucumber, mm. and I was getting all like weird at her because she was not peeling her cucumber before she put it in the salad. And I soon realized that this is not what you do. Although when I said this at church, someone said to me, well, actually with certain cucumbers, you are supposed to peel them. And I said, thank you. I think I love you. people that peel their cucumbers. Oh, here we go. What? Well, there has to be, I'm sure there's some research out there. It's probably similar to the BuzzFeed article that you found when you were <laughs> a cold shower. <laughs> oh, but mate, it has to be directly related to being a serial killer. Can I just say? Just hang on one thing. <laughs> uh, tell me this. Did your family... Yes. This is going off script and I'm very concerned about where this is going. <laughs> did your family or do you have a tidy Tupperware drawer or, or cupboard? <laughs> because if those two things together, there is a 100% chance that one of you is a serial killer. My mum. Yeah. My mum, absolutely. And can I just say, very recently, we mm. all love Jordan Peterson here. Well, not everyone loves Jordan Peterson, <laughs> but recently... Old mate John Peterson had a gentleman on that show, <laughs> and can just so I'm building context here, church, uh, whoever is listening to this church, yeah. I am pointing now at John, <laughs> just with aggression. How dare he bring up my cold showers in such a way as this? Mm. There was a dude on there who uh, who recommends mm. under a lot of evidence mm. that cold showers are amazing. This guy climbed Mount Everest. Mm. With no shoes, like kind of short t-shirt, shortened t-shirt kind of get up. And is the one of the only people who've gone all the way to the top with no oxygen. Do you know what I'm saying? I am a higher chance of climbing Mount Everest <laughs> than you are. Because I start every day with a cold flipping shower. Okay, okay. Now answer the question. Is your Tupperware drawer or cupboard tidy? No, it isn't. Okay, good. But is your, sure my your mom's. But this is the thing, right? So my wife and Could I- send some police around there. Sorry, go on. Yes, don't because- mm. I love my mum and I thought I'd end up in prison. <laughs> uh, there's so many stories I could actually tell you about my mum. But this whole thing, my wife and I were talking about this whole cucumber setup, right? Yep. And what's come to the forefront recently is my mum's fear of germs. Okay. Like, not like, you know, one of those OCD characters you'd see, but... Perfect example. We went camping once, mm. just once as a family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on one. Yeah, because... My dad's idea of camping was a four-star hotel. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we went camping. And before we um, put um, marshmallows on the fire, my mum got her big bottle of Dettol out and cleaned every stick that we used <laughs> before we put marshmallows on the fire. Oh, Gail. So she probably was peeling the thing over yeah, through yeah. cleaning purposes. Whittling it back. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's probably what it is. There you go. <laughs> well... Fun stories about the Rasmussen's upbringing, huh? <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. So today we are jumping in right off the bat as we start talking about the church. Yes. Um, with what is, I suppose, a personal question is, or from a personal perspective, mm. is should I, should you be a church member? Yes. We sort of prefaced this last week and, you know, that the church is the gathered saints and mm. those who uh, come together to encourage and uplift and hear the word preached and see the word uh, in the sacraments, in the ordinances of, of baptism and the Lord's Supper, and then also to sing the word through worship together and, uh, and also to build up one another in faith. Um, but what is a church member? Why should we be church members? And, or is that just like an old idea? Yeah. It is like is church membership where you rock up to your church and you, you get your name badge <laughs> and 
is that just old and outdated and we shouldn't worry about it anymore? I suppose that's where we're coming from, right, Luke? Yeah, that's right. And I think um, uh, this whole idea of the contemporary church mm. where you can kind of come and go as you please and mm. membership is kind of tied into this idea of if you serve or not, it's yeah. kind of just muddied the water. So we just we, th- we think it's a very just, you know, cards on the table. Mm. We think that membership is... Very important. Hugely important, yeah. yeah. And I suppose that's part of the problem that we have as we approach this topic, right, is that it is so um, so muddied, as you said, by our cultural moment yeah. where we live in a world right now where no one wants to really commit to anything. Everything is subscription-based. Yeah. And you know what comes along with a subscription is a cancel at any time. Yeah, that's right. And I can pay my twelve ninety five a month, and if I get sick of Netflix, then I can jump over to Stan. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, in whatever space that is, you can do it with gyms or um, or car loans or all sorts mm. of things. You don't, you don't need to lock in or commit to anything anymore. We're even seeing that in marriage, unfortunately. Yeah. In, uh, in our secular realm, right? Yeah. And so that... Uh, taints our approach to this topic or at least how we view it. Yeah. Now I want to come back to this whole countercultural thing mm. because I think that's quite important because the implications of that is big. And so mm. I think we should talk about that a little bit more. But before, can we just define what are we saying when we say church members? Well, a, a church member is, let me do the, uh, the just as if I'm talking to a friend version, Yeah, is a church member is a Christian Yep. that is a part of a local church, yep. that is covenanting and committing to gathering as the local church to edify and encourage and uplift one another. Yeah. So right. the contemporary view of that that mm. we see often, yeah. although this idea of church membership is actually coming up more and more, which I think is a really good thing, great. is a Christian who is a part of a Christian church. Yeah. And we, most people go, yeah, well, then I'm, I'm part of church membership. But what we are saying is that what it needs to be is actually a covenanting mm. or a deliberate partnering with a community with a few things in mind. Certainly. Um, uh, which we will get to. But let's, let's go back to this. One of the big reasons why, and it can't be the only reason why, because you never want to go, well, you should become a church member or you should never do something because it is countercultural. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's not the basis that's for not it, the basis but for it. it's helpful for understanding it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So um, let's go back to what you were saying earlier. Mm. So uh, you should make such a commitment as this mm. because it is countercultural. Yeah. Well, to start with. Yeah. Right, and that's where when we talk about membership, we're going to use the word covenant quite a bit, yeah. Which holds within it like a serious promise, mm. a, a serious commitment, yeah. Um, it's the same that the uh, way the Bible would speak about marriage. Mm. Marriage is a covenant under God between man and woman mm. that ends in death. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a happy story for you. Get married, it will end in death. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but in the same way, that that's the approach we're going – the commitment or the value that, um, that being a church member has, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so that, like, that, is, that is not something that you take lightly, right? That, that is something you actually have to think about mm. um, quite a lot because I actually think the implications um, of not covenanting mm. – and going along with this this cultural moment, yeah, 
I think the implications of that within church is huge. Yeah. Because what it does, right, is if if we are saying that the ever, average everyday Christian, mm. who is actually a Christian, like I'm not talking about that term as in like a wishy-washy. Yeah, put it on your census sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Is always on the lookout for a church mm. because they're not really committed to their own. Yeah, that's a good example. It, what it does is it generally will mm. change the way that people preach mm. because they're going to go, oh, is this exciting people? Is it yeah. going to keep people around on, on like that level? But also go, well, oh, can we make a stand on this? Because is this going to scare people away? Yeah, true. And then also for that person, right, they miss out on the benefits of being yeah. committed and covenanted with a local church where they, and we'll get into these things, where they are known and and they can know others, where they can be accountable, where they can be encouraged and uplifted. And, mm. and you know, I suppose there's the example that the difference, what's the difference between someone that um, is a member of a local church and and is committed to that family, that community, and the difference between another person who um, jumps around mm. and depending on who's preaching goes to a different church or mm. depending on you know what series or what events are going on, they, they don't have a church for themselves. Yeah. Is that a problem, mm. I suppose, is the question. Well, I don't think it's necessarily... Like we should very make very much make this clear. It's not a bad thing to go to other churches. No, hey. no, no. It's what we're actually saying is, and and this is probably something that this cultural moment we never use this term, but <laughs> in this episode we use it a lot. <laughs> is is that what we're not saying is you can't go and be a part of other churches. No, no. Other be, but what we are saying is is that you need to be embedded in a community. Yeah. Which, in this cultural moment we're in. Mm. Um, we have made being part of a community just being involved in a Sunday. And so we don't want to just boil down this idea of going, well, you can't go and visit churches on a Sunday. It's not what we're saying. No, It's no. rubbish. Yeah. What we are saying is that you are committed to a community that is more than just a group that gathers on a Sunday. Yeah, totally. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, we're, Christians are called to gather together and to know one another. Yeah. And we just can't do that if we're jumping around constantly. Mm-hmm. Certainly go and, you know, celebrate friends' baptisms or, yeah. um, you know, support here or, or go to an event at a, a church down the road. There's nothing wrong with oh, that. Yeah, that's right. But make sure you have a local church yep. of which you are a member. Mm. Right? So let, let's talk a little bit more about... Um, where does this idea of church membership come from? I, we started this last week and we touched on it. If you if you didn't get last week's podcast, go listen to that first. It's just going to be really helpful to set up this discussion. Yeah. And we yeah. talked about how the church in Acts grows and people were added and they were added to what? They were added to the church. Yeah. Um, of, and then they went and gathered together and they were members of churches. Yeah. The, the church, or the Christians in the city of Corinth were members of the Corinthian church. That's right. And... Um, but also we, we see this throughout the New Testament, right? We do. So how would you argue to someone, Luke, that, that uh, isn't too sure on this topic of church membership? Well, I'd go from a, a few tacks, but I, I think something that leaps out to me um, is that in the epistles, it talks very much of the language of the leaders of the church actually knowing the flock that they have. So a good example is, is in First Peter 5, 
And uh, Peter is exhorting the elders, and he says this, So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, uh, as well as a partaker of the glory that is, uh, that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, mm. exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, um, and he goes on and so forth. But then uh, ends like this. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Mm. This language is not a language of fly in, fly out. Um, It is the language of commit yourself under solid leadership Mm. who are among you. Um, and you know, gives gives advice to the leaders to go. Well, make sure you're the, you're not doing it for eager gain or you know shameful gain or trying to domineer those. But so like the language is very much of like be under a solid leader, yeah, or leaders, Leadership. yep, and um, be a part of that community. Totally. And so I suppose from the uh, leadership's point of view, yep. the exhortation here is to the elders. Yes. He says, I exhort the elders um, as a fellow elder, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, shepherd the flock of God yep. that is among you. Yeah. The the language of that among you is a giving of. In yep. other words, it's the shepherd the flock that God has given you to shepherd. Yeah. Um, and so the question is, so from our point of view, right, we're, we're pastors, part of an eldership that is over a local church. Yep. Who is the shep- yeah, Who is the right. flock? Sorry, who but, are we? Yeah, yeah. And the Bible elsewhere talks about how leaders in the church will be held responsible for how they shepherd the flock. Mm. Okay, so who are the people that you and I and and our leadership will be held responsible for? Yeah, that's right. Is it the person that comes every week and serves on a Sunday? Mm-hmm. Is it the person that? You know, it works night shift here and there, and so is there every three weeks. Mm. Or is it the person that is dropping in on a Sunday but also goes to another church? Yeah, that's right. Will we be held responsible by God for all of those people? That's right. And that's why church membership from from this point of view is really important mm. because who are we going to be held responsible that's for? That's right. Who are leaders in the church going to be held responsible for? And so I think we need to be clear on that. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, ambiguity doesn't help. No. Especially in this scenario. And I think that's really helpful to think about in this day and age where we do have a lot of uh, people who work day and night shift and shift work and stuff like that. Totally. And who are committed Christians to want to follow. Totally. And, and committed to the church, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And it's, But they can't be there every Sunday. It's just impractical. Yeah. yeah. So membership helps solve that, that trouble. That problem. Now, it also yeah. helps from the other perspective, right? It helps the church member. Yes. It helps them in a couple of ways. Firstly, it helps them know the other people that they are covenanting with. Yeah. So so who are the other church members that I'm saying, hey, we're in the same boat and we're heading in the same direction yep. and we're going to do it in the same way? Yep. Um, because without that, you know, how do we know who we are responsible as church members mm-hmm. to to encourage yeah. and uplift and love and and lay our lives down for. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. that That's not to say that we are to not love other Christians and yeah. encourage other Christians. Of course not. But there is certainly a, a specific value that we are to 
place upon the responsibility that I have to my fellow church member. Yeah, that's right. Right. You see that language in the New Testament often where they would, like the, the church in Macedonia, who are quite um, uh, not well off, mm. and give a lot of money to the church that's in Jerusalem. Yeah. And, and Paul commends this. That, like, it's not to say you become your own little island, Mm-mm. but then there is that internal love that he talks about. Like at the start of First Peter, he's talking about that their holy conduct leads them to have lives that are pure and loving one another, that they are doing their life with at mm. that point in time. So there's that love for the, uh, the rest of the church because we're all one body, but it's that committing to that this little organism that you have together totally yeah that the god has brought together yeah mm. what would how would you say this relates to confession well if we were to kind of what you said earlier mm. put that into a little catchphrase we'd say to be a church member is to know and be known yeah That's so like terrific simples simples so to know and be known means that you then have the ability to, to love one another and then confess to one another mm. and then apply the gospel to one another. So, sure. you know, this is something that uh, we do quite often, mm. we try to do often, is yeah. confess our sins to one another. Yep. And then we apply the gospel to come. Well, you're saved by grace. Mm. You've been forgiven and Christ forgives you. Totally. And that's just like, you need to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all the time. All the time. And mm. so that's not to say you can't do it with other Christians, but what no. it is saying is that we can actually um, do this all the time with your family. For sure. There is a, a freedom in that. Yes. There is a freedom to make mistakes because we have covenanted together yep. as a family to treat one another like family. Yeah, that's and right. And therefore we want the best of one another. Yeah. We assume the best of one another. Yeah. And we support one another when – the best isn't being outlived in our lives. That's right. And so um, and so that also gives us the freedom to challenge one another mm. and say, hey, you're not shaping up here, punk. Yeah. And just like you do with me all the time. Absolutely. Most days. <laughs> Most days, <laughs> yeah. Every time you walk in. <laughs> yeah. Shape up, kiddo. Oh, ship out. Oh, I can't do the ship out anymore because we've talked about membership. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But yes, it is... Um, the value of that is, I think, probably what is lost. Mm. And I think the church should actually be a beacon of light to a world that has become islands to one another. We yeah. spend all our time on devices and we spend all our time working and, and, and doing all these things that are, that are good, mm. but the, the trouble is, is that that doesn't create vulnerability and human relationship that is so necessary. Yeah, that we thrive off. Yeah, I and think, we desperately need. Yeah, yeah that's right. I was, yeah, I was going to say the exact things you just said. Like, I think that's part of the reason why we have anxiety mm. and is on at an all time high because we are islands trying to be autonomous and not committing to one another. Yeah, totally. Well, let's get back to the practical implications of this mm-hmm. as we continue on. But let's take a quick break. Does membership at your local church seem like a little bit too much for you? A bit invasive, a little uncomfortable? Well, Illy Church, today's sponsor, has the answer for you. Just like Netflix, you pay a monthly subscription fee of $39.95 for which you will receive the following benefits. Your place on the membership role, meaning you can, with a clear conscience, say you are a part of a local community church on your resume, irrespective of whether you serve or if you even come. 
you will receive the freedom to arrive during the second worship song and leave whilst the pastor is wrapping up his sermon so that you don't have to talk to anyone. And plus, as a condition, you will not be contacted at any time by other members or elders of the church unless you need help moving house. You will also gain access to pre-launch church merchandise. Additionally, if you give an extra love offering, you will receive an exclusive invite for anointed-only members' events. No discomfort, no effort, no commitment. Illy Church. That's Illy, short for illuminate, not illegitimate. All glory to God. So, Luke. Yes. uh, As we continue to talk about uh, what it is to be a member, Mm. uh, it comes up for me how important uh, this topic is in relation to the purity and the unity of the church. Mm, yeah, nice. So, so when we talk about the church being pure, that is to say that it um, glorifies and represents a God on the earth. Yep. It points to God by its uh, holiness mm. and its set-apartedness. <laughs> um, but then it's unity, right? Oh, sorry, and, and in doing so, it's obviously in line and aligned with God's word. Yes. So a church is pure based on, I suppose, how aligned to God's word it is, how obedient to God's word it might be. Yeah. But then also in, in unity because, you know, the exhortation of Scripture is continuous that the church is to be unified. Mm. Let there not be divisions among you, as Paul says in, in uh, 1 Corinthians. Mm-hmm. And so there are these two balancing acts really, right? Because you look around at our church landscape today, there is what we might say is quite a bit of division. Yeah. Quite a bit of disagreement. Um, and uh, and how do we deal with that? Mm. Because we want there to be unity. Yeah. But we also want to be aligned with the word of God. And, and we think that you know some groups aren't. Yeah. And so how do we fight for purity mm. and for unity? Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I think... Um, if we were to just boil that down and go, well, how do you solve that? I think that this is where <laughs> church membership comes into play mm. because what happens is is that um, that helps you determine what this church is believing, teaching, mm. standing upon. Mm. And so, you know, every church universal yep. to be the church yeah. has things that are closed-handed things yep. like, Jesus being God, yep. uh, his birth, life, death, resurrection, that, mm. the Trinity, close-handed things, right? You step outside of that, you are no longer the church. Sure. Yeah. But then... And we'll be unified on those things, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Every we church might, is unified on that. We might do services differently, yep. but we agree on Jesus and God and yep. our way to God. That's right. Exactly the same. And we'll, we'll partner with most churches who believe that, right? Yeah. Yep. So then... There are the the things that are in scripture, mm. um, and um, important in scripture, yeah. but are kind of open handed things, yeah. And um, and that is where membership kind of comes into play a little bit. Certainly. So that's how the, some of the things that we actually talk about in this podcast of like how do you do leadership? How do you do um, salvation? What does salvation? truly look like what is the pattern to salvation yeah how does god save yeah yep uh things like baptism yep. which we haven't got to yet but churches will disagree on that bible believing uh god worshiping believers will disagree on yep. on baptism or spiritual gifts or um the end times and 
all sorts of different things that we would all agree is mm. uh, secondary. Yep. Yep. They're, they're not core issues. Yep. But for a local church, right, and certainly for the local teaching of that in that church. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to have distinctives, like we are Baptists. Mm-hmm. We believe in believers' baptism. Yeah. Or we believe in the sovereignty of God in salvation. Mm. And so we're going to teach in that way. Yeah. And therefore, to be a member of gospel life, mm-hmm. um, firstly, you need to agree with the core things that yeah. we just mentioned, that Jesus is God, yeah, yeah. the Trinity, you know, all that stuff. You need to agree with that. Because that is what it is to be a believer, a Christian. Mm. But I don't know, should we have a conversation about this? But but people can be a member of a church and disagree on secondary things. Yeah. As long as they are aware that that is the teaching of the church. Yeah, that's right. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I mean, it might be depending on how passionate you are about them, mm. you know, that that could cause you a bit of grief. Mm. So I, I think that comes down to a conscience thing for you and you, you want to be a part of a church that that is helping to purify your conscience, not necessarily cause grief to your conscience. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but yes, I, I think in um, mm. in a broad sweeping statement, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my question then would be, mm. um, practically speaking, yeah. what... If you are a part of a church mm. that doesn't have church membership, yes. how do you practice what we've spoken about today? How do I practice church membership? Yeah. Well, I certainly think you can have a personal revelation of what it is to be committed and covenanted to a local church Yep. and therefore say, this is my church. I will support and love and deal with the, the uh, not-so-clean bits. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm overlooking them, but I'm going to work to clean them up yep. or um, encourage, um, you know, renewing and reconciliation wherever I can. Yep. Um, would you say that's fair? Yeah, I'd say it's fair. Yeah. And and taking upon yourself the responsibility to to love those who are part of that church as well. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, you can, you can be a member of a church mm. without that church having formal membership. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't think that's helpful for a church to not have a formal membership. No. You know what I mean? But I think that just say you're in a church that you love the church, that you know, it, it's mm. um, then yet there are plenty of practical things that you can do to be a member in that church. Absolutely. And yeah. it, and it um, yeah, not be a formal process involved yeah, to it. Get discipled. Mm. Find someone, a a strong man or a strong woman to disciple you and lead you to Christ. Yeah. Um, Take the teaching seriously. Um, uh, Financially support that community. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Things like that. There's plenty you can do within there. For sure. Yeah. But I think, you know, we keep coming back to this. It's so important that you are actually, that a church does formalize that kind of membership. For sure. Because it is the members of the church that represent Christ, mm. right? A, a church is its members. Um, because as we talked about, a church isn't a, a place. Yep. It's not a building. Yep. But a church is its people. Mm. And it's the, the people that love God, that are his saints, that he has elected and called his own and rescued um, by his grace. Mm. So with that in mind then, 
um, that I think it is better that we are all part of a, a church. Mm. How we how are we doing this at Gospel Life? Because yeah. so soon we're we're actually as a church going to be rolling out this whole idea of church membership. Yeah, which was the intention from the start, right? Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> it's just we, uh, practically getting there with other things we've been doing. Yeah, we but, were uh, trying to write that thing. Yeah, so so we practically speaking have a document that uh, is, I suppose, our membership document, right? Yeah. It's a bit of a booklet. It's good old fun. And yeah. uh, But we are moving away from the term membership because a lot of people recoil at that idea. Yep. Um, not that we're scared of it. We're, yeah. we're, After all we've said about membership. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've literally we titled this. We membership. Yeah. No, we believe that um, people should be members of a church. Yeah. At Gospel Life, we call that a gospel partnership. Yeah. So you are partnering with the church yeah. for the glory of God and the evangelism of the world by means of the good news about Jesus Christ. That's right. I didn't even read that. That was just off the top of my head. So good. Because <laughs> the, and, and the, the church then also partners with you. Certainly, yeah. So we want to pull, pull away from this idea of you're a church member, now you're safe. Yeah. You know, like come into Elysium mm. and not have to ever deal with pain or trouble or those dirty non-Christians ever again. For sure. But the idea is that... Um, as a as a gospel partnership is that the the church you know represented as the, as the church leadership or as Calvin would say the church as the mother mm. is to the visible church as the mother is to feed the invisible church which are those who are uh, in Christ yeah so that they can go and live on mission and so when we say gospel partnership we're saying we will partner as the church leaders the ones who are um call to shepherd you mm. we are wanting to equip you so that you filled with the awe of god will go and live your life on mission absolutely and we can do that together yeah in in partnership yeah but it requires both parties to be committed that's right yeah like a good marriage like a good marriage yeah because otherwise it doesn't work yeah we have to be walking together in the same direction believing the same things yeah and uh and agreeing that it's all for the glory of god yeah that's right right totally hey next week let's get to church discipline as part of the means of grace that we have within the church Mm. Uh, but let me give this little uh, precursor because the the church is its members it's not a a destination or a building or a place but the church is the gathered saints yeah saints being christians the gathered christians within a place that um that enjoy the lord's supper and worship god together Mm. Um, but, you know, Luke, there is very little that Jesus specifically teaches on in relation to the church, right? Mm. In terms of, like, he, he doesn't give us a map of how to do a worship service. No. He he does give us a model prayer, right? But there isn't, like, all the prayers you should pray during a worship service. <laughs> yeah. You know, how, how we should exactly do a, run a Bible study, all yep. that sort of thing. But, but Jesus does teach on church discipline. Mm. And he teaches... Um, the the model of, of what it is to discipline one another. Now, we often think of that in a negative sense, but in the positive sense, church discipline is simply the means by which um, church members mm-hmm. maintain our purity as we care for one another yep. and ensure that we are glorifying God with all of our lives. Mm. And we do that in a loving and, and nurturing way. That's right. And... Well, firstly, how can you do that if you don't know uh, that you're a member of a church yep. or you don't know who the other members are yep. or you don't know the leadership in which God has put over you? Yep. But but secondly, I might have referred to this last week, but Paul, when he talks about church discipline, he says the final 
part of church discipline is to expel or excommunicate, that's where we get that word from, excommunicate someone from the church, mm. from membership in the church. Yep. And his point being that they would return, that they would um, repent, mm. and that they would um, be reconciled to the body and they would come back in. Mm. The implication being that church membership is of such value, yeah, such is. importance, such beauty, such significance as we partner with one another for the glory of God mm. and we do have the accountability and the love and the encouragement that comes along with with uh, with being a part of God's church mm.